marketplace is supported by Putnam Investments, where performance is driven by original fundamental research on a global scale. This is Putnam Today. Produced in association with the University of Southern California. The jobless report this morning wasn't so bad, but it wasn't all that great either. Kind of depends on how you think about it. So we will test some assumptions about the health of the labor market on the broadcast today. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by Mini, featuring the 37-mile-per-gallon Mini Cooper with go-kart handling. Learn more at miniusa.com info. And by Constant Contact, dedicated to helping small businesses and nonprofits build strong customer relationships with email marketing, online surveys, and event marketing. ConstantContact.com. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. It is Friday, everybody, the 5th of March, and it is good to have you here. The good people at the Bureau of Labor Statistics delivered their February employment report today. Forget everything you've heard the past week or so about last month's snowstorms and what they might have done to the numbers, because we just don't know. The actual wording from the Department of Labor went like this. It is not possible to quantify precisely, they said, the net impact of the winter storms on these measures. Or... We just don't know. 36,000 jobs were lost last month, about a third of the early weather-induced expectations. The unemployment rate held steady at 9.7%. Economists say the recovery may now finally be strong enough to turn the jobs corner from losses to gains. And some industries are already there. Manufacturing and healthcare showed net increases last month. And the number of temporary workers in this economy has now risen five months running. And that usually means permanent hiring isn't far behind. Usually. We asked Marketplace's Mitchell Hartman to test the premise. Employers started adding temporary workers way back in October. A quarter million Americans have now been put back to work as temps, says Bernard Baumol of the Economic Outlook Group. Once temporary employment starts to pick up, generally three to six months later, we will see companies begin to hire permanent workers. But it's been five months, and companies are still firing more people than they're hiring. What gives? There is a lot of uncertainty that's keeping employers, perhaps longer than usual, from hiring permanent workers. Baumol is confident companies will start hiring in substantial numbers over the next few months. Economist Nigel Galt at IHS Global Insight isn't so sure. He thinks companies may be too skittish about the economy to commit. They're balancing the flexibility they get from temporary help, they're not adding permanent payroll costs, but it may well be that reliance on temporary help just will remain larger than in the past. I think the workplace will change after this personally. Rebecca Jones is one of those unemployed Americans who finally landed a temp job recently as a copywriter for a drug company in North Carolina. You cost them less and maybe you go in not expecting to be able to keep coming back or something. Um, you never completely unpack your desk. Jones is still looking for a permanent job with benefits, but in this economy, she isn't hopeful she'll find one. I'm Mitchell Hartman for Marketplace. The nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office gave the White House a poke in the eye today. The CBO said the way it figures things, the federal deficit over the next 10 years is going to be about a trillion dollars more than the White House 
says the difference, it seems, in has, is in how future tax revenues are going to be calculated by either side. The White House is counting on about $99 billion in revenue, most of it from the country's biggest banks. You remember a couple of months ago, President Obama announced plans for a fee to get back the taxpayer bailout money. This week, the CBO said that fee would ultimately hit consumers and investors hardest. So we asked our senior business correspondent, Bob Moon, this very pointed question. Is there any way to recover that money without making all of the rest of us pay up? There's something of a contradiction to start with. The government has actually made money helping bail out the banks. It's mainly the auto industry, followed by mortgage assistance and the bailout of insurance giant AIG that's cost taxpayers most. Still, President Obama has voiced his determination to target the banks. We want our money back, and we're going to get it. University of Maryland economist Peter Morisi says under Obama's proposal and in the free market, banks or any other businesses are free to pass on the cost of doing business or go elsewhere to avoid such a tax. If you raise the cost of capital by taxing it at one industry, you either raise the price consumers pay or you drive that capital elsewhere. Morisi suggests a more precise tax that he contends could not...